Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today I'm chatting with Joe Rare. Joe is the owner of Level 9 Virtual and can be found online at level9virtual.com. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So tell us, what does Level 9 Virtual (laughs) do and why that name? (laughs) Yeah, so uh, the name, interestingly, didn't, you know, it kind of came from the idea of like level up your business, level up your life, you know, kind of all those things. And then, um, the number nine, there was this kind of thing I was playing with, with, with threes. Um, and then I could, it, nothing just kind of resonated. And then for some reason, I think it was one of my daughters, um, it was doing something and she kind of like drew a nine. And I remember looking at it going, that for some reason I, that every time I was trying to come up with a name, it kept coming up and that, that drawing, kept coming up. So I said, all right, nine level nine it is. And so, um, that that's what we ended up calling it. But so not really some like amazing magical name. Um, but the idea of leveling up your business and then the number nine, you know, everybody says, you know, Oh, level 10. And yeah, I don't know. I just picked nine. Uh, let's see, what does level nine do? We are a virtual assistant services company. So we are a full service VA company and we provide virtual assistance to small businesses. So mostly entrepreneurs, marketing agencies, uh, you know, a lot of you know small service-based businesses, um, home services, and we provide. You know, our goal is is to free the time of the person that is hiring the VA. So I enjoy an obnoxious amount of free time in my life uh, because I have a pretty big team of VAs that run all of my companies. And so when I say they run them, they literally fully run the companies completely. And so I get to travel. I get to pick my kids up from school literally every day. Um, I get to take them to school every morning. We get to cook dinner at home and do the old thing where everybody sits down and has dinner together. We do that literally every day. Um, And so just it's created so much in my life. Um, And I've had a VA working for me every single day since November of 2008. So there's never been a day that I haven't had a VA since since then. And um, yeah, so I built a business out of it. All right, Joe, you have to... Explain to us how you have VAs running your businesses. It, I, I know it, people hear that and they go, "Oh, well, yeah, they probably help." And no, they literally run everything. So, um, an example is the VA company itself. Recruiting is done by a team of VAs. We have a recruiting division. It's all VAs that run it. Uh, our placement division that actually, you know, takes the recruits. We go through training. Trainers are VAs. Placements VAs. Onboarding new clients is VAs. Um, our prospecting team that goes and finds new clients, they're VAs. The gentleman who reached out to you to get me interviewed on this podcast is a VA, right? My bookkeeper is a VA. Everybody is a VA. The only one person in my entire company that is not a VA is my finance manager who's here in the US. Um, and other than that, my entire team is based in the Philippines. They literally run everything. But the biggest factor to that is systems and processes. And we just have a really, really, really simple standardized process in what I would call like the back of the house, like how we run and operate the companies. 
I can pick up one VA from one company and drop them into another. And they would know exactly what to do because the back of the house on each of those are identical. And so that allows us to, to really scale and, and use VAs literally for everything. So that's how you're utilizing VAs. Yes. What are you doing at level nine virtual to help other people utilize VAs and to do something similar to what you've done? So, I mean, I, I would love for people to want to do it my way. <laughs> now that's not always the case. Um, you know, entrepreneurs, oftentimes we get stuck in, uh, it, it, we have to do, we have to be in the middle of the mix. Um, I very much have the opposite. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to do less so that I can sit and I can kind of have headspace. I can't, when I'm consumed with business, I can't think about the next opportunity. I can't look five years ahead and figure out what we're going to do or what my business is going to be then um, investment opportunities. So I, I need headspace. I need, I need time. And so that's something that like is near and dear to my heart is giving people more time. Ha- you know, I've got these two girls up here and every ounce of time that I can give them that I'm not on my phone or I'm not, you know, pulled away with business, it's only going to benefit them. And so what I, what so that's how I feel. And I want to provide that same thing. So we do everything from marketing services, social media, running ads on Facebook and Instagram, um, building websites, hel- helping build sales funnels, marketing automation and systems there, graphic design, video editing, general administration work, you know, all the stuff that, you know, I call them a, a, a get shit done VA, all the things that's going on that you're just busy with, you can have a VA do most of it. As long as it doesn't require physical presence, a VA can do it. The only areas that we don't serve is we don't create strategy for you. That's kind of my job as a coach. Um, and then we don't do uh, um, phone support. Other than that, a VA can pretty much take over almost anything. So when you are working with a client, are you you mentioned coaching. Now, is that a separate business or is it's that a separate you business? Provide? Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I did well, yeah. I didn't know if maybe you had an aspect to this where you coached people on how to best utilize the VAs. That, well, that's part of it. So, you know, a lot of times we'll get somebody who comes and then we just realize that their business just isn't ready to use a virtual system because they don't, they don't have any clue what they're exactly doing to start removing themselves from the picture. And that's really, really difficult for a lot of businesses because they don't realize they don't know what they don't know. And so I've just been involved in so many companies and, you know, we, we own and operate and run right now. We're, you know, we have our three core plus I'm an investor in um, five wedding venues. And so with that, we have, like, I have a lot of experience. I've seen a lot of stuff. We can, you know, I can really, you know, advise and strategize with people, but the VAs don't. And so when I say we don't do strategy, I do that with coaching. When somebody's not ready, I can make the offer and say, Hey, listen, I can actually help you get to the point where you can start to remove yourself, but there's some things that we need to do. We need to put pieces in place. We need to help you get to that stage. So then it's easy to hand something off to a VA and go, okay, great. I can step back from that role. But until you're ready to do it, there's not much you can do. And most of the time businesses get stuck in that, 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 you know, kind of rat rat race where they don't, they can't even get out of it because they don't even know where they are. And it's not, you know, at anybody's necessarily fault. It's just, they can't see it because they're in it, you know? So how does working with a VA help people increase their influence? So what part of it is, is if you're stuck running your business and you're in your business and you're not working on your business, then you can't really influence the rest of your team as well because you're busy, right? You're stuck. So my whole thing is like, let's create time. Let's get you out 
so that then you can do other things. And if it's community influence and you want to be a part of your community more, you can't do that if you're busy working 60 hours or 70 hours a week. But if we could take a VA and we can give you back three hours a week, eight hours a week, and we can give you that time back, you can do other things with it. You could coach somebody in your, in your company and help them become better at what they do. You can work with your children more. You can work in the community more. You can be an advisor and, and literally spread your knowledge, spread your influence in, in any way that you could even deem you know, possible. But the thing that, that you have to have in order to do that is you have to have time. And if you don't have any time, you can't give more than you have. And so like right on our website, I think it's like the second thing down there is get more done, free your time and make more profit or something, right? Those are the things, you know, the other thing too, is if VA can increase your profitability in your company, right? There's cost leverage because they're less, you know, it's less of a cost than hiring somebody local. Um, and if it's, if it's a lot of general admin tasks and things like that, you don't necessarily need somebody in-house to do that. You can outsource that. And so when you create cost leverage, when you give more time back and they just get more things done, they have a lot more resources to influence whatever it is that they choose to, to, to have influence in. So you've mentioned that you own several businesses now. Yeah. When you, what was the, what happened? What was the point? What (laughs) helped you learn that lesson? That you, to start businesses. To start outsour- that you need to start outsourcing in your business to get yourself. So, high. yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, so I read the four hour work week back in 2007 and immediately wanted to dive headfirst into, into using VAs, doing that, running e-commerce businesses. Um, you know, I did have a failure right before that. The When the market crashed in 2008, I was in real estate and we were doing a lot of investments, a lot of fix and flips. Um, and we got caught and I had eight properties in construction at the, t- at the exact same time. And so I ended up giving, um, what was it? I think eight loans back to the bank all at one time foreclosures. And so I was like, well, that didn't work out. Um, and so I was kind of at ground zero and I was like, well, what do I do? And so I started reading books and I, and I, the four hour work week kind of opened my eyes to the idea of outsourcing. And so I literally sat on my coffee table and I, I didn't sit on the coffee table. I opened up a book on my coffee table and I went page by page in that book and I built an e-commerce business. I outsourced everything to the VAs and I let them run the business. And what I was able to do was create a significant business that ran from 2008 all the way through 2013, 14. Um, and VAs ran it. And I had a ton of free time. I got to go screw around and live on the beach and, and go down to Costa Rica and do all this fun stuff. And it was amazing. And I had an absolute blast. And it was, I think it was the failure and hitting kind of rock bottom financially after, you know, kind of being deemed a, a you know, kind of young 20 something, you know, real estate, you know, mogul, uh, then I lost it all. <laughs> and, and it happened like that, you know? And so that's a little humbling when you're in your twenties to go, wow, I went from like having this amazing lifestyle to all of a sudden like, wow, I got like 50 bucks. What do I do? And then to rebuild it and realize, okay, cost leverage matters be smart with money, do the right things. Um, that's what really kind of kicked me into the VA world. And so that's when it started. It was in November, 2008, I hired my first VA. So after the real estate, we, we heard the yep. lessons learned there. When <laughs> yeah. it comes to e-commerce and coaching and doing these other types of businesses, what is your biggest, what do you think was your biggest challenge in that? Well, market, uh, you know, sales is always the biggest challenge, 
you know, it's, it's, it's most of the time, it's going to be the biggest challenge for anybody. Um, second is going to come fulfillment and client services. So the e-commerce side was one thing. Um, now I don't have an e-commerce business because that one closed down. I was selling a supplement. The FDA decided to ban it. And then I was out of business. Um, so that was fun to go to zero again. Um, but I was already doing marketing stuff and coaching. And so marketing's difficult for a lot of people. They don't understand that putting money in, you know, you put a dollar in, you can get two back and that's a phenomenal return. A lot of people don't really understand that concept. Um, but then sales, you know, no business thrives without sales. The lifeblood of a business is sales. And so if you, if you can't get good at selling your own stuff, you're going to have a really tough time operating a business. So for me, the first place I always go and tell people is you need to get really good at sale, selling your own stuff. Get really good at it. You can hire somebody else to do sales later, but if you are starting from zero and you don't have any money, just sell. And as soon as you sell, you have money. Now you have to go fulfill the services, but you can also teach somebody else to do that as well. So the way that I always end up doing it is I say, okay, how do I get sales? So the first, the first person that I put in place for that is I put somebody to prospect. I need you to go find my ideal client and get me on the phone with them. Then I take the phone call and I sell the service. They say, yes, awesome. I need to fulfill it. For the first one or two or three or four, I do the fulfillment and I actually provide the service and I record how I do it and I document it. Now I have a process. It's proven. It's working. I have people who are paying me money for it, which is kind of cool, right? I have income. Then I say, okay, great. I've got some money. I've got somebody who's bringing in more sales. So I have more opportunity. Now I need somebody to take over fulfillment. And so now I put a team in place to do that. They fulfill services. And now we're back. And all I have to focus on is sales. Every time a new client comes in, I pass to fulfillment, new client in. So the challenge really is the chicken and egg thing, right? Or the cart before the horse thing, right? Do you build a fulfillment team and put that in place before you have anything to put in it? I say, no, I say, focus on sales number one. And if you don't know how to sell, there is a bazillion courses on how to do it. Um, and it just, you know, depends on kind of your industry and what you're after, but um, there's a lot of great sales training out there. And I think if you're going to own a business, you've got to learn how to sell your stuff. You have to. So as you built your businesses yeah. and you attained more influence in that process, how are you using that influence now in your life? And how do you plan on doing that in the future as you continue to grow it? So, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was like, oh, I know she's going to ask this question. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I had the pleasure I got to coach my daughter's basketball team. To me, that's big. I got to be a role model for a bunch of, you know, younger girls and, and um, you know, just be around. I got one piece of feedback from a, well, I didn't even get the feedback. It went to my wife, the mother of a son on the boys basketball team that I had nothing to do with because I have daughters. Um she reached out to my wife and said, Hey, you know, your girls are so lucky. We've had an unfortunate experience with, you know, this kid's dad, we've divorced. He hasn't come and even made an attempt to see his son, but we see Joe with the girls and he's literally at everything, every time, every day, no matter what. And you know, this boy really looks up to Joe and I had no clue that me just being around the school was having an impact on someone else. My time did that. It had nothing to do with me as a business person. It didn't have anything to do with me as, as um, you know, anything other than just being a dad with a bunch of time. And I was there for literally everything. And I impacted that boy's life. 
and the influence that I'll have on him moving forward is pretty, is pretty extraordinary. So for me, you know, it was that, you know, last, uh, a couple of, I guess it was two weeks ago. I said, Hey, you know, girls, we're going to do something. Mom's out of town on a girl's trip. We're going to go feed the homeless. My kids are like, what? And they don't even understand what the homeless is, right? They just know they don't have anywhere to live. And I said, I want to show you what life can, you know, could be like if, you know, if, if we did, if we don't work hard and we didn't have, you know, all the blessings that we have. And so I took them down and I got, let them experience what that looked like. I have financial resources. I could go spend a bunch of money on food to turn around and hand to homeless people. And it, it, it doesn't impact us. Right. And so my kids got to hand out sandwiches to, you know, a hundred homeless people. They had no idea that that whole world existed where there's tents and a town of tents and there's 50 people living in them and they had no, no concept. And so I feel like I could create an influence there. I could influence, you know, some of those people to, you know, hopefully just get through one day, understand that people care, you know, that there are people who care. Um, I want to do more of that. You know, the more time that I have, I want to be able to do more of that. My first level of influence is my children. That's number one. Second is, you know, anybody that surrounds them and, you know, even in hopefully in the business community, even taking it to, if you hear my story, you hear this podcast, I'm getting on more. I can tell, I can tell you my story because now it's happened, right? Before it hadn't happened. It wasn't any good. Nobody would listen, but now I've done some things that are kind of fun, kind of cool. And so, um, I can encourage other people to kind of take that same step, um, you know, and not get, not be shy to, to try and build a business and realize, you know, you really can create freedom in your life, building businesses. There's, there's a real way to do it. And a lot of people don't understand that that's actually possible. And so hopefully I can influence that change. Well, Joe, where can we find you online? Level number nine, virtual.com. That is the easiest place. If you want to get on a call with me, top right corner, there's a blue button that says book a call. Literally, you can get me on the phone. And so um, that's the easiest place to go. My other website is joe, uh, joe So you can just go to joerare.com and I'm there. And if you need to click on something there and schedule time, I think there's one there too. But um, really, I mean, my, my kind of core business right now, the biggest one is Level 9 Virtual. So that's usually where I send everybody. Well, obviously time is extremely important to you. So we really appreciate you uh, sharing some of that time with us today and for showing us how much that can impact our ability to influence. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time. Mm-hmm.